America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and it's Thanksgiving week. Everybody, welcome to Thanksgiving week. And this week, we're going to turn it into a history class. You know, we've I've mentioned this a couple times over the, the past few days that I just felt like this week we needed to dive into some history. We've talked about history. We we know the importance of history. And we know that the Marxist progressive left would love nothing more than to remove history from our vernacular. Oh, Dean, they don't want to remove the word history from our vernacular. Well, you're right. I mean, you're right. They don't want to remove history from our vernacular. They just want to rewrite it and remold it and reshape it into the history that they want. It is out of the it's out of the Mao playbook. You know, when when Mao swept in with the communists and they took over China, one of the very first things they did was destroy history. They destroyed rich Chinese history. They burned books. They they reeducated kids. They got into the classrooms as young as kindergarten. They went right to the foundation. I mean, that's how you do it. It's biblical. You know, Jehovah told the Israelites, you've got to, you've got to train your kids. You've got to teach them. You've got to talk to them when they're when they get up in the morning, when you're going about your day, when you're sitting uh to, to have a meal, when you're laying down to sleep, you've just got to teach, 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 teach. You got to let them know who they are, where they came from, and who their God is. And Mao understood that. And he set to destroy Chinese history, rich Chinese history. And the Marxists, we're watching this unfold before our very eyes in America. The 1619 Project rewrites our founding. It is an objective to rewrite our founding. And we stand in diametric opposition to it here. Here at the Dean's List, we, we oppose it. We... We speak truth into it. The truth that we speak is, it's the reality of what happened in 1776. It's the reality of what happened in 1620, not 1619, 1620. It's also the reality of what happened in 1619. And it's the reality of what happened in, in 1607. And we're and we just need an accurate telling of the story, and that's what we're going to do. And I and I thought, we, you know, we we should probably start it on Monday of Thanksgiving week because if I wait to do it, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, then we're not going to get to it. I mean, we're just we're just not. It's it's too rich. It's too detailed. It's too deep. And I'm just taking the whole week, the entire. Thanksgiving week, we're going into history class. And, I, you know, I don't know. We It might take longer than a week because there's so much rich history here. And we're going to, we just have to, we got to dive into it. You know, when we think about Thanksgiving, and this is the history that I really want to talk about, is the, the history of Thanksgiving, the history of the pilgrims. Who were they? Why did they come to America? And why do we even have Thanksgiving? I know we you know, we think of 
um, the pilgrims, the Indians, the feast, what what we would refer to as that first Thanksgiving. Technically, that that wasn't the first Thanksgiving. That's the first Thanksgiving that we recognize. Um, it, it, you know, and to maybe to Americans, we have our own our own definition of what Thanksgiving is. I mean, to some of us, it just means you know, football, food, and naps in that order. Uh, you know, there's a rich uh, Thanksgiving Day game history that the NFL has. It's it's Americana. Uh, I grew up in Michigan, and to me, Thanksgiving always included the Lions losing a football game. I just, you know, that's that's the way it is. If you grew up in Michigan, you know the Lions are going to play, and they're probably going to lose. Now, this year, of course, we're hoping for better things, but we hope for better things every year. Those of us who are optimists for our for our, our lovable Leos, it, you know, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Pontiac, Michigan, 30 miles north of Detroit. Uh, for years, the Lions played at the Pontiac Silverdome. You know, growing up in the shadow of the Pontiac Silverdome, I always knew the Lions were just playing just down the road. Uh, I've never been to a Thanksgiving Day game. Lived here all my life and never been to a Thanksgiving Day game. I know, I know. My parents were just like, no, Thanksgiving, we're going to be around the table. You can watch the game, but we're going to stay home. We're going to be with with family at home. But, you know, so to me, growing up, Thanksgiving Day met, you know, football. It was 1934. Since we're talking history, let's just have a little bit of fun here real quick. It was 1934 when the NFL held its very first Thanksgiving Day game, and the Lions invited the Chicago Bears to play at uh, the University of of Detroit football field. And it was a good game. It was, you know, I've, you know, growing up here, I've, I've read up on it. I know all about the game itself. I know the Bears won. And in 1916 thriller, the Bears you know, they win the very first Thanksgiving Day game ever, and it starts this long, rich history of the Lions losing on Thanksgiving Day. You know, we've we've come to uh, we've come to understand that, but but Thanksgiving is more than football. It's more than food. It's more than hanging out with family. It's more than taking naps because you know that's going to happen. Uh, it's it's about being thankful. Can you think of another holiday? where it's centered around, um, can you call it an emotion? I don't know if you can call thankfulness an emotion, an attitude maybe, uh, a state of mind, gratitude, thanksgiving. It's, it, 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 uh, I think we could call it a state of mind. You, you know people that just live in this state of mind of, of gratitude, that, that they're just, they're, they're thankful for what they have. They're thankful for who they are. They're thankful for the country that they live in. And they're they're thankful that they worship a creator who loves them. That's that's really what Thanksgiving Day is. It's it's a holiday centered around this state of mind. And we we can point back really to Washington. It was Washington 
who on October 3rd, 1789, he's he's newly the president, and he issues uh, what what has become known as a Thanksgiving proclamation. He says, "Where at?" And I'm going to read it. It's not very long, but it's so rich in our history. It's so rich in meaning. This this proclamation was given October 3rd, 1789, and Washington says this. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. That did you know that was the duty of all nations, according to, to, to Washington? That first and foremost, the duty of nations, according to Washington, you know, wasn't to enact trade, you know, it wasn't to attack one another, it was it was to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. It was to obey His will. It was to be grateful for His benefits and to humbly implore His protection and favor. The four things, and they all had to do with, with God, and they all had to do with the nation's response to God. That, you know, that alone— I could stop there, and and I think ninety nine percent of America would say I didn't. Why I didn't know Washington said that. I, I had no idea that that's what Washington felt was the duty of not only the duty of this nation, but the duty of all nations. Could, could you imagine if if all nations, if everybody. Every single nation, all 191, 92 of them, acknowledged the providence of Almighty God and obeyed his will and were grateful for his benefits and humbly implored his protection and favor. Do you know what, what a peaceful world we would live in and what happiness would abound all around us if we would take Washington's advice? Ah, uh, but uh, we don't. We don't take his advice. And as a matter of fact, the leftists don't even want us to know he said that. But we know he said it, and we're going to repeat it here. We're going to repeat it often. His proclamation continues. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. His very first Thanksgiving of proclamation, or proclamation of Thanksgiving, was recommended by, by, by both houses, the House of Representatives and the Senate. They said, you know, we, we need you to, to, to make this proclamation, Mr. President. And and it should be a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of almighty god and, and especially first and foremost the most the most glorious wonderful favor is that we have this opportunity to peaceably form a government for our safety and for our happiness 
And, and that's what the, the declaration says. Thomas Jefferson says that we were setting out to, to form this government of safety and, and happiness. We've talked about that. And we've talked about safety and happiness and what I think it means. Um, I think it refers to religion and morality. I won't dive into that opinion here, but uh, if you've listened to me for very long, you know that's the, those are my thoughts. His proclamation continues. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. That we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country, previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness. There it is again, the safety and happiness. And particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. This is all about God. It's all about God and all about the blessings he has bestowed upon Americans. This is the foundation of Thanksgiving. This is the foundation of Thanksgiving Day. This is the foundation of Washington's very first proclamation, that it be a day devoted to thanking Almighty God for his blessings, his blessings on us as a country and his blessings on us as individuals. And then he closes with this paragraph. I said it wasn't very long, and it's not. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. Yeah, there were national transgressions. Washington was aware of it. Slavery was one of those national transgressions. And, and and here he's he's seeking pardon. We beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly, punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue. Oh, Washington didn't say that, did he? He did not just say, the President of the United States did not just say, that we are to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue and the increase of science among them and us. So he's not just talking about us here in this sentence. He's talking about 
all sovereigns and nations. He says to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote among them the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October, in the year of our Lord, 1789. So there it was. Washington proclaimed November 26th as a day of Thanksgiving. And uh, there was a purpose behind it. The purpose of celebrating this. It was all to give thanks to God. And Washington goes through the list of everything that God has done for us as a as a people, as a country, as a nation, and and individually that that we're blessed with this opportunity to have self-government, that we're blessed with this opportunity to not be mandated or forced or coerced, but but there's freedom to govern ourselves. And, and, we, and we have these laws by which we can govern ourselves. And, and Washington is, is grateful for this. And, and the people in 1789 are, are genuinely grateful for this opportunity of self-government. I want to go back to that. I want to go back to that gratitude of, of, of what understanding what self-government truly means, what self-government truly is. All right, we're, we're going to go back there, though, today and this week. And on the other side of this break, we'll take care of it. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. 
I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to the Dean's List, history class version. I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, We believe that American history is important, and we believe it's important to teach our, our children actual history, actual accurate history, not made up fluff, not um, not lies, not twisting words. Uh, we love going back to original source documents. And that's what we just did. In that first segment, we went back to the original proclamation. I mean, it's not the original. I mean, David Barton probably has that somewhere. Or maybe it's in the Smithsonian. But you can find these online. If you go to founders.archives.gov, you can find every original source that we have record of. And this proclamation is there. Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation is there. What if every every public school history teacher this week, what if they they went to founders.archive, they opened up it in their classroom, and they said, kids, we're going to go to original source documents, founders.archives.gov. Yeah, I shouldn't say every history teacher because not every history teacher is going to do this. The, the, the conservative history teachers, those among us that are religious, that, that believe in God, that love this country, if you teach history in public school, surely you can go to original source documents and surely you can read this from Washington's own words. And surely you can ask the kids, what do you think that means? What do you think it it means when when Washington says, uh, now therefore I do recommend and assign Thursday the 26th day of November next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of the great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be? Kids, what do you think that means? What do you think it means that we may then all unite and rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks? Kids, what? tell me, what do you think it means that we're going to thank him for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation? for the manifold mercies and favorable interpositions of his providence. I mean, kids, what does this mean? Oh, what if we, what if we in America took back education by going, just going back to original source documents? Uh, you, at that point, we would stop listening to college professors who repeatedly tell us the founding fathers were deists. Washington was not a Christian. No, of course he was not a Christian. He was a deist. Where's my tea and crumpets? No, he was not a deist. He was he was a Christian who who believed 
in an ever-loving God. I mean, we just read it. We we just read it from Washington's own words. All right, homeschool parents. It is founders.archives.gov. You know, the homeschool parents already know about this. I mean, they've known about this for years. And they, you know what, but I tell you what, mom, dad, if you're teaching homeschooling, you need a break from history class. Gather the kids around America out loud.news. Let's fire up this program. I will take over this week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to become America's history teacher this week, at least in the homeschool community. Uh, I'll, I'll take over the duties for you this week. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving and we're going to dive into what it truly means. So if you're listening to this in podcast, share it with all your homeschool friends. Let's get them on the Dean's List. Let's get them on board. Share it with your public school history teacher friends who are strong conservatives who love this country. And you know what? Share it with your left-leaning liberal Marxist friend who hates this country. Share it with him or her or they, them. No, I didn't say that. No, no, because we're not, we don't follow their narrative, right? Okay, I take that back. I take that back. But share it with your left-leaning Marxist friend. Maybe, just maybe, they might they they might see some truth. They might realize that they have been fed a pack of lies. And maybe they'll they'll uh, you know, they'll come over to see the light. You just never know. All right, so we know what Washington believed. We know that he instituted and proclaimed our first national Thanksgiving Day. However, it it was not enacted as a national holiday by Congress. That doesn't happen until Abraham Lincoln, when he issues a national proclamation day of Thanksgiving. And guess what? In true Lincoln form, following the founders, he also issues his on October 3rd, just like Washington. His is October 3rd, 1863. And it, it it follows the summer of Gettysburg. And, you know, Lincoln is living in the shadow of the Civil War. And he offers his pro, uh, proclamation of Thanksgiving, you know, much the way that, that Washington offers his, and that Washington was really no longer in the shadow of the Revolutionary War. But, you know, it's still fresh. It's still very fresh. Lincoln's proclamation, again, founders.archives.gov, original source documents, kids. This is true actual history. And this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna dive into. All right, so Lincoln says this. Uh, October 3rd, 1863, a proclamation. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. He doesn't you know, here at the onset, he doesn't talk about the tragedy of war. He's talking about the fruitful fields and the and the healthful skies because he's grateful. You know, when you have a heart of gratitude, you don't focus on the complaints. You don't focus on the negative. You don't focus on, on the things that are causing your life to be turned upside down. A heart of gratitude focuses on the blessings. And you can find blessings everywhere if you just open your eyes and look. Kids, open your eyes and look around. There are blessings everywhere to be found. Lincoln continues, to these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed, 
that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Oh, well, I mean, we're, we're into the second sentence. And Lincoln is talking about the fact that we are so prone to forget the, forget the source who is responsible for all of our blessings. Yeah, and sometimes the leftist Marxist wants us to forget that source, Almighty God, on purpose. Can't have him around. Uh-uh. We can't be thanking him for anything. All right, I, you know what? I got to read Lincoln's proclamation without interrupting myself. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. Oh, Lincoln nailed it. He knew it. He knew there were people out there that had hearts of stone, uh, you know, just uh, just grumpy bus budgets, just, uh, I don't, yeah, you know, don't give me that God business. I don't need to hear about God. Where was God when all this horrible stuff happened? What, don't talk to me about God, God, God. Lincoln's saying, look around. Look around at all the bountiful beauty that is before you. Too often, you know, we, we forget that there is a loving, merciful God that has bestowed unbelievable blessings on us. And if we would focus on that, that thought alone cannot fail to penetrate in Lincoln's words cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of God. That person that habitually, constantly, just, you know, that person. And then Lincoln talks about in the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression. Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. Did, did you know that there were, uh, that foreign nations were interested in getting involved in our civil war? Uh-huh. Yeah, they were, they were taking sides. England, France, Spain, they were all interested in taking sides because they wanted a divided America so they could sweep in and, and, and take the bounties. Or Russia, I mean, Russia supported Lincoln. Russia supported the North. And, you know, Lincoln is saying here, in the midst of a civil war of unequal magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, because it did. Other other nations, you know, they wanted to get in there and poke the bear. They wanted to watch this whole thing unravel. Because if if America could fall, then, uh, you know, they were left to pick up the pieces. Uh, you know, and and it, it, he he discusses this, and he talks about. Uh, that the laws of the country were still respected and obeyed and harmony prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. He says, needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry 
to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines as well of iron and coal, as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. So even though the nation's at war, Lincoln is is citing the growth that the nation is still experiencing. We don't, we, you know, we don't think about that, talk about that during Civil War times. But Lincoln still has a heart to find the blessings that God has given us. He says population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege and the battlefield. Population is still growing, regardless of, of the war that's happening, he says. And the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. Lincoln's saying, hey, we're going to get over this. Because we have a, a, conscious as a, a conscience as a nation that is filled with strength and vigor. And we are permitted, we give ourselves permission to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. This country is going to keep going on and on and on and on and on. And our freedom is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, despite the battlefield, despite the war that's raging. Talk about finding Thanksgiving in the absolute worst of times. This, this proclamation right here is huge. It's huge. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. All right? Uh -uh. This, this, this hasn't happened because of human thought or human hand. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. What's the sins he's talking about here? Yeah, Lincoln's referring to the sin of slavery. And, and he's saying God is, is dealing with us in anger, but nevertheless, he's offering us mercy. And everything that's around us, it isn't because of the, the mortal hand that worked it out, but it's the gracious gift of the Most High God. The, you know, if this were taught in schools, if Washington's proclamation and Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation were actually taught in schools, I think the attitude of kids would be different. Lincoln continues, It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. All of America, he says, in one heart and one voice should acknowledge Almighty God and the fact that his, his blessings are abundant and his mercies are even more so. And to that end, Lincoln says, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. There it is. This whole day of thanksgiving is directed towards God. It's all about being thankful to God for the many benefits he's given us. And like Washington, who made it uh, the 26th day of November on that Thursday, that last Thursday, 
um, you know, Lincoln just says, I want it to be the last Thursday of November. I don't know if it was the 26th or not. Probably, you know, it probably wasn't. But Lincoln, in in the same vein as Washington, who also gave his proclamation on, on October 3rd, as Lincoln does, he says, let's make it the last Thursday. And the whole point is, is to offer thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for a national perverseness and disobedience. What's he talking about? Slavery. The perverseness of slavery and the disobedience of slavery. And we commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be fixed. That is just rich. Isn't that rich? The understanding that Lincoln and Washington both had as a nation of our sins and as our and a need for, for forgiveness of those sins and a need to change our hearts and minds as a nation. But yet to in the same breath to be grateful to God for being merciful to us and for all the blessings he's bestowed upon us. That's that's Thanksgiving Day. According to Washington and Lincoln, that is the purpose of this very holiday. Thanksgiving is to give gratitude and thanks to God. It is it it you know, when I, I said in the first segment that this holiday is the only holiday to, to be centered around a certain mindset, but it's centered around a certain mindset directed and toward to God. Oh, the left, they're blowing up right now. Oh, they're so mad about this. All right, we'll pick it up again on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. 
Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen, and this is History Week. We are we're diving into history class. We, we feel that it's important that we understand the history of Thanksgiving. You know, what does this holiday actually mean? And we're going to get into the history of the pilgrims. Who were these people? Why did they come to America? What, you know, why do we have a, um, a holiday called Thanksgiving? I mean, you could almost... You know, reading the the, the the Washington Proclamation and reading the Lincoln, Lincoln Proclamation, you could just, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I could almost just feel the gratitude coming off from them. I mean, these two men, two presidents of this country, truly, honestly believed that that the blessings that we enjoy as a as individuals and as a nation, those blessings come to us from Almighty God. And he's merciful and he's kind, even though as individuals and as a nation, we've blown it. God's merciful. And he gives us these blessings to enjoy. And Washington and Lincoln and, and the Congress at this time, they're saying, yes, we need to acknowledge this. As a people, we need to acknowledge it. So uh, when when both houses, you know, say to Washington, we you know we we think this would be a good idea. We'd like you to offer this proclamation of Thanksgiving. He does it on October third, and he makes the the Thanksgiving Day on that last Thursday in November. But Congress doesn't do anything official with it. It's just a presidential proclamation. It doesn't become an actual physical holiday until Lincoln does it on October 3rd in 1863. Uh, then it was passed by an act of Congress initiating it as the very first annual National Day of Thanksgiving. And like Washington, you know, Lincoln, he said, we're going to do this on the last Thursday in November. We're going we're gonna to keep to the tradition. The... Um, you know, the, there are other points in time in the history of our country where where Thanksgiving was offered. It's almost as if we have a rich tradition of Thanksgiving in this country. I'm, I'm looking at the American Patriots Almanac by William J. Bennett. I've got, you know, I've got books here. As we go through history class this week, we're going to dive into a lot of original sources, but I'm still going to reference books from noted historians that I trust. And you know why I trust them? Because these historians refer to original sources. They don't refer to some college professor down the road who happened to believe Washington was a deist. That just mm, that just drives me. Oh, that just makes me mad. So these guys refer to original documents and William J. Bennett 
is the author of the American Patriots Almanac. And uh, in this almanac, he cites the the rich tradition of Thanksgiving. Uh, he says, our nation has inherited a long, rich tradition of thanks, of thanking God for his blessings. In 1541, even before we were a nation, uh, Spanish explorer Francisco Coronado and his men conducted a service of thanksgiving for the abundant food and water they found along the Palo Duro Canyon in the Texas Panhandle. 1541, these guys find food and water, and what do they do? Uh, they conduct a service of thanksgiving to God. In 1564, French Christians fleeing persecution settled in the area of Jacksonville, Florida. And it's noted, uh, documented, that there they sang a psalm of thanksgiving unto God for allowing them this, this opportunity. 1607, uh, when the Jamestown colonists arrived in Virginia, Robert Hunt, and uh, who was the, the, the pastor of that group, and the entire group immediately erected a wooden cross and gave thanks for their safe passage across the ocean. And that that prayer of thanksgiving is, uh, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, that prayer is so rich and so meaningful. I think I have it here. You know what? We need to read it. Hang on, let me uh let me, oh, here it is. Okay, so this uh, 1607, the Virginia colonists, they land at Cape Henry. And Robert Hunt, you know, they, they erect a cross and they, they put it on the beach. And listen to what they say. Robert Hunt offers this prayer of thanksgiving. We do hereby dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up godly generations after us. And with these generations, take the kingdom of God to all the earth. That was their, that was their purpose. That was their primary goal, their primary mission. May this, it continues, may this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as this earth remains. And may this land, along with England, be evangelist to the world. Holy camoly. If you believe in the power of prayer, then <laughs> this, what's said in this prayer is still, it's still ongoing. This covenant of dedication, it remains. Because the prayer said it remains to all generations as long as this earth remains. And may this land, along with England, be evangelist to the world. And, and then he wraps it up. May all who see this cross remember that we have done here. Remember what we have done here. And may those who come here to inhabit join us in this covenant and in this most noble work that the Holy Scriptures may be fulfilled. That, uh, you know that that prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of of dedication, it's part of our nation's history. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, back to uh, 
the American Patriots Almanac, uh, William Bennett refers to uh, 1621, the pilgrims at Plymouth, Massachusetts held a feast to celebrate the harvest and thank the Lord for his goodness. This is the feast we now remember as the first Thanksgiving. 1777, during the Revolutionary War, the Continental Congress designated December 18 of that year as a day for solemn thanksgiving and praise for the Patriots Army victory at Saratoga, the first national day of thanksgiving. Did you know that? And then, of course, 1789, the proclamation I just read to you, 1863, the Lincoln proclama uh, Proclamation that we read. Uh, you know, there is a long-standing tradition of Thanksgiving being offered in this country. And as I said, uh, it, it wasn't made a national holiday until Lincoln. And, and Congress said, you know what, we're going to pass an act. We want this to be, uh, you know, we want this to be a thing. We are going to hereby initiate the first annual National Day of Thanksgiving. And so Lincoln is often given credit to, to you know, having a, a Thanksgiving day. It wasn't until 1941 that Franklin Roosevelt established it as the, the fourth Thursday of November because it was kind of, you know, bouncing around. Uh, in 1863, you know, Lincoln makes it a, proclama a proclamation to Congress says, yeah, we're going to have a Thanksgiving Day. And then it it wasn't always uh, on that last Thursday. And it was uh, Roosevelt, FDR, who said, yep, yeah, let's do this. And um, Congress got on board with it. Uh, you, you know, so there's this, this whole idea of, of, of the country being thankful, of the people being thankful. And it started with our leadership. It started with leaders. Even, you know, back in the the 1500s and the, you know, the 1600s, you know, that I, I read to you from the, the American Patriots Almanac, it began with the leaders. Robert Hunt said, let's erect a cross. Here we go. We're going down to the beach, Cape Henry. We're going to erect a cross. And uh, we're going to offer this prayer of, of thanksgiving. Uh, you know, it was Congress in 1789. It was both houses that encouraged, you know, Washington. We think we should do this. And Washington said, absolutely, we're doing it. And it was Lincoln. It, it, it was the leaders. And today, I feel like we've almost lost that. Don't you feel that way? That we've we've lost the uh, the leadership. However, mm, we have a speaker of the house. We have a speaker of the house who's not afraid to to pray, who's not afraid to revisit that that whole idea of uh, of leaders calling out to God, of leaders having a, a reputation, of leaders. Um, being known as somebody who's going to pray. Matter of fact, you know, Speaker Johnson's being lambasted for this in the media. You know, Bill Maher a couple of weeks ago was making fun of the fact that that Speaker Johnson hears from God. 
you know, he, you know, commenting, Bill Maher was saying, well, you know, what, what's this? He, he hears voices. I mean, this guy is no different from, you know, and then he referred to, you know, some psychopath killer, you know, somebody that would go in and, and shoot up a bunch of people because he heard voices. That that was the reference or, or Hamas or I don't remember who who Bill Maher exactly was comparing the speaker to, but it was despicable. It was despicable. And you know what? That's fine. You go ahead. You go ahead and you be despicable. But we, uh, this is, this is the, the country's heritage. This is our, our tradition. And the left doesn't want, they don't want us to talk about this tradition. Mm-mm. They don't want us to talk about this tradition of Thanksgiving. I mean, they're okay. You talk about the tradition of the NFL and playing their football games on Thanksgiving Day. You talk about that all day long. You know, you can you can talk about the the pardoning of the turkey, and that's a great story. It really is. Where uh, Lincoln Lincoln is in a in a cabinet meeting, and uh, Tad who. Uh, had a pet turkey, and it, it wasn't really necessarily a, a pet turkey of, of Tad's, but people, you know, farmers would would bring turkeys and, you know, various other gifts of food to the White House. And there was a, a turkey that was presented that was actually going to be prepared for the, the Christmas meal. And Tad, the story goes, really, he just kind of befriended the turkey. It would follow him around, and I think he even named it. Uh, I think the story is that Ted named it. I don't remember what he named it. Uh, and Ted had a buddy, and this buddy was a turkey. And Ted really hung out with with Lincoln. He would sit with him through the day as people would would come to the president, and they would seek pardons. And Lincoln, uh, I, I think I I read a stat that. 80% of the people that came to him, Lincoln would pardon, 80%. And, and here is little Tad. He would sit right there in the room, and he would watch all this unfold. From morning till night, you know, Tad hung out with him. And so here now, uh, Tad's got this turkey, and this little guy, and this little turkey, and their buddies. And Tad gets word that the turkey's going to become dinner. And he's like, What? What what did I just hear? How is this even possible? And the story goes that, and it's documented, that Tad interrupted a cabinet meeting, a high-level presidential cabinet meeting. You know, all the everyone's sitting around the table and they're talking about important matters of state. And and Tad comes in and he's crying. And and Abe says, you know, buddy, what's what's going on? And he says, that, that turkey. They're gonna they're gonna kill that turkey. And and Abe says, Well, yeah, Ted, that's that's gonna be Christmas dinner. And and Ted says, I, I, why won't you pardon it? I need you to pardon that turkey. And it just hit Lincoln in the heart. And the story goes that he takes a piece of paper and scribbles out a pardon on that paper and says, Here, signs it, give it to the chef. And uh, that's the uh, that's the tradition that we now that we now have, uh, you know, on the on the White House lawn where a president will will formally pardon a turkey. And that's you know, that's rich. That is definitely uh, it's a moving story. 
uh, of love between a father and a son and this whole idea of pardoning and this whole idea of forgiving. It's rich. There is some deep meaning there. And it's absolutely worthy to to talk about. And I love football. And I love talking about the Detroit Lions. And, and I love talking about the history of the NFL. And I think the Thanksgiving Day it, uh, football game and games that are played are an important part of Americana. And I think we should talk about them. But we also have to talk about the true rich meaning of Thanksgiving. We have to get behind the proclamation that Washington gave. And we have to read it. I encourage you, this is Monday, I encourage you on Thursday, read the proclamation before dinner. If if families all over the country would read Washington's proclamation before they ate, or, or Lincoln's proclamation, read Lincoln's, I think I'm going to read it this year. I'm going to read them both. I'm going to read Washington's and I'm going to read Lincoln's. And by the time I'm done, People are going to be saying, D, will you just sit down and shut up and let's eat some turkey? Come on, can you stop it? Uh, we have a rich heritage and a rich tradition of Thanksgiving in this country, and it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be honored. And it and 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 maybe most importantly, it needs to be remembered. And that's what we're going to do this week. We are going to remember it. We are going to retell the stories, and we're going to retell them accurately by going back to original sources. And we're, you know, we're going to do it all week long. And I, I really hope it's my sincerest hope that we get through it by the end of the week. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Maybe I'll take two weeks. Dean, you can't take two weeks and talk about history stories. You're going to bore the peoples. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. The last time I checked, this is called the Dean's List, which means we get to talk about what I want to talk about. And this week, we're going to talk about the history of Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the history of pilgrims. And it takes two weeks. Well, then, by golly, we're doing two weeks. All right. Well. That's all the time we have for today, America. I am very grateful. Speaking of Thanksgiving and being grateful, I'm grateful that you are joining me this week on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Invite your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.